Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you Father, we are so, so grateful, grateful for your loving kindness, grateful for your faithfulness towards us, O God, grateful that you've watched over us everlasting, Father, grateful that we can come together in a day like this to start to to just fellowship together, uh, something we haven't done over the last 14 months, and we could go on and on everlasting, Father, grateful for life as we thank you today. Lord, we're also grateful for your comfort because we know some people have lost loved ones in the last year. But Lord, your faithfulness has still been around them. You have comforted, you've supported, you've strengthened in ways beyond our imagination. Now we could go on and on everlasting, Father. And so, Lord, as we just come before you today, we ask that your presence will fill this place. It will fill our homes, that your hands of grace will surround us Sweet Holy Spirit, just encourage us today, everlasting Father. We give glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You can say amen. 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 Joshua chapter 1, and I'm going to read 11 verses very quickly. Joshua chapter 1. In the New Living Translation, I'm going to read 11 verses. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead this people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I think someone should say amen to that. He says, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. He says, be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead this people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I would give them every head of family. You are the one that will lead your family to possess all God's plans and purposes for your lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. He says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then verse 10. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, verse 11, go through the camp of Jesus' house and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days, you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. 
You will take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. You know, we've read the scripture numerous times. We've heard from the scriptures in numerous preaching over the last six months of this year. But ladies and gentlemen, I am excited at this new season that we, we've, come, we've entered into. I'm excited, ladies and gentlemen, because I've been hearing God say, now is the time to possess. You know, God has been speaking his promises. Now is the time to possess. I wish I could say to you to turn to somebody and say, now is the time to possess. Don't do that here. But those of you at home, if you're sitting next to somebody, say, now is the time to possess. I can hear it clearly in my spirit, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm grateful for the, the, the pursuit of God over the last three weeks because the pursuit of God, ladies and gentlemen, was God preparing us for possession. You know, there's a difference between ownership and possession. There are many things that God has given us, but he's saying this is the season to enter into. And that's why he's been talking to us about the new that he's doing, ladies and gentlemen. I am a very excited man. I, I hope that you are. But then... Today is not a, a day for long messages. Today, actually, I wanted us to focus on something that is so dear to God's heart. That's why we call it Thanksgiving Sunday. Now, ladies and gentlemen, God says this is the time to possess, to enter into the new that he has been speaking since the beginning of this year. But there's a critical ingredient that we need to possess. You know, I, I, I liken it this way, you know, Faith is the bridge between promise and possession. You can hear the promises until you are deaf in the ears, but ladies and gentlemen, if we don't step out by faith, we can't enter into, we can't possess. And that's why it is a bridge. But then faith, ladies and gentlemen, and let me just say this very quickly, is, is not... Leaping is not, is not a blind leap. Uh, you know, when people say things like uh, faith is blind. No, faith, faith is not blind. Some people look at our Christianity, our faith in God, and they're thinking, you know, what are you basing your faith on? Faith is not blind, ladies and gentlemen, because the Bible says that faith, and I paraphrase, that faith, faith is a belief in God but more than belief in God, it is a confidence in God. And more than just a confidence in God, it is a confident response to God. I hope somebody understands that. That our God, the God we serve, you know, I was reading the scriptures in James chapter 2, verse 19. You know, when, when uh, James was saying to, to, to the Jews, he says, you know, you say you believe God. Guess what? Even the demons, they believe God and they tremble. So faith is not just believing God. We must believe God. But it is a confidence in God and an active response to God. I love, um, there was an illustration Pastor Badge did a while back when he was talking about faith. That, you know, faith is only as valuable as what you put your faith in. It's only as valuable as what you put your confidence in. So I remember the illustration. It says, you all came, you sat on the chair. Guess what? You sat down because you had confidence in the chair. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Our confidence is in God Almighty. 
the maker of heaven and the earth. The one who, the, the Bible says that, that he's, he's, he's from beginning to the end. Everything that God says always comes to pass. That's the God that we have our confidence in. And today, very quickly, our, 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 our focus is our confidence in God, but also our response to God. And somebody might say, what exactly are we confident, putting our confidence in God in? There are two things. I call them the Twin Towers. You read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. The, the, the Bible is always talking about this character of God, this nature of God. Because we put our confidence in the character of God. And what are these two things, ladies and gentlemen? It's the unfailing love of God and the faithfulness of God. The unfailing love of God and the, 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 the faithfulness of God. As we cross this bridge of faith to possess, always bear these two things in mind. My confidence why I'm able to step, step on the bridge to start to enter and possess. My confidence is in the unfailing love of God and the faithfulness of God. You know, the, the Bible says uh, in Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 36 verse 5, it says, Psalm 36 verse 5 in the New Living Translation, it says, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. And then, you know, when, when God was introducing himself to Moses, you know, Moses had said to, to God that this place that you are leading us into, that you're saying we should go and possess, but God, how are we going to do it? He says, you know, I know you've been good to me, but can you just show me your goodness once more, just to encourage me? And God always does that, ladies and gentlemen. When he asks you to do something, he will encourage you. So God appears to Moses in Exodus 34, verse 5, verses 5 and 6. The Bible says, Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him, and he called out his own name, Yahweh. He says, The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. And listen, he says, I'm slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Those two characteristics of God are always there to remind you and I in the person and what we put our confidence in. The unfailing love of God and the faithfulness of God. You know, I could go on and on, ladies and gentlemen. There's a there's a, a, a scripture, there's, there's a scripture in the Bible that always blows my mind when I think about the unfailing love of God. Psalm, let's look at Psalm 89, Psalm 89, and let's do that very quickly. In the New Living Translation, Psalm 89, I, 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 it always blows my mind. This is the psalmist from verse 1. It says, I will sing of the Lord's unfailing love forever. Young and old will, be, will hear of your faithfulness. Your unfailing love will last forever. Your faithfulness is as enduring as the heavens. They always go together, ladies and gentlemen. It's God's way of reminding us that this is and our focus. This is how we walk our walk of faith. You know, when, when Jesus came, the, the, the living word, the word of God, the second person of the Trinity, when he came in the flesh in John chapter 1, the Bible says that, that they described him as full of unfailing love and faithfulness. That, those are the principal characteristics of God that he uses to build our confidence in him. And then, listen, listen to this. 
from verse 20. This, this always blows my mind. He says, I found my servant David. Just put your name there. Um, so, I found my servant Shola. I've anointed him with my holy oil. I will steady him with my hand. With my path arm, I will make him strong. His enemies will not defeat him. Your enemies will not defeat you. Nor will the wicked overpower him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and destroy those who hate him. My faithfulness and unfailing love will be with him. And by my authority, he will grow in power. I will extend his rule over the seas, dominion over the rivers. And he will call out to me, you are my father, my God and the rock of my salvation. I will make him my firstborn, the mightiest king on earth. I will love him and be kind to him forever. This is God speaking to you, my brothers and my sisters. I will love him and be kind to him forever. My covenant with him will never end. I will preserve an heir for him. His throne will be as endless as the days of heaven. But if his descendants, listen, if his descendants forsake my instructions and fail to obey my regulations, if they do not obey my decrees and fail to keep my commands, I will punish their sin with the rod and their disobedience with beating, verse 33, but I will never stop loving him. Hallelujah. I, I, I hope your heart is throbbing for God. He says, I will never, no, no matter what you do, no matter what we do, if we sin, God will punish. If we disobey, God, you know, God has a way like a loving father, but the confidence we have in him, he says, I will never take my unfailing love away from you. What a God that we serve. And do you know, when a man or woman recognizes the, 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 that this, the love God has for me is unfailing, then you can step on the bridge of faith confidently and walk to possess in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I mean, then how about the faithfulness of God, ladies and gentlemen? So his unfailing love, he says he'll never take his love away from you. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? Dr. Nuzo said this a while back. He's stuck in my head since. You can never want for yourself anything better than God wants for you. You can never. Do you know as much as you love yourself, you don't love yourself as much as God loves you? And that is, you know, it, it, it just makes a person confident in God. But then how about the faithfulness of God? You know, to be faithful means that someone is utterly reliable, utterly loyal, steadfast. He's firm in whatever it is he says he will do. This scripture that we've read, Joshua chapter 1, God says to, to Joshua, he says, what I promised Moses, I promise you too. Guess what? The promise didn't originate with Moses. It actually originated 500 years before with Abraham. Can you imagine the promise of 500 years? God is saying, you are now about to possess. My brothers and my sisters, the promise that God has made to your generations before you, you are about to enter into them in the mighty name of Jesus. That's the faithfulness of God. He keeps to his promise. Whatever he says he's going to do, he will do. And then I love it when he says, he, he says, I will be with you. Oh, my God. Can I stop here and go home? See, God says, I will be, don't worry, I will be with you. I'm the one that is calling you to, into the new, to possess. He says, I will be with you. And then, you know, I love the Bible. When you start the Bible, it says, if you read the Hebrew, it says, Yahweh will be with you. Yahweh is God's personal name. 
You know, it's almost like giving you my personal card to say, you know, take this card. You know when you meet somebody and uh, they want you to remember them, they give you their card. God gives you his personal card. He says, Yahweh will be with you. Wherever you go, God will be with you. And then he says, he says, he says, not only will I be with you, I will lead you. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, if you understood the person who is giving you this assurance of his unfailing love and his faithfulness, like somebody should be staying. Do you know when I was reading Joshua chapter 1, the Bible in verse 10, it says, and Joshua went around the camp. I, I can almost feel his excitement, rousing everybody. Guys, guys, God has spoken, God has spoken. He says, now is the time, and rousing. And that's the kind of excitement you and I should have as we enter into this new season, ladies and gentlemen. He says, I will lead you. I love uh, Isaiah 42. He <laughs> says, I, let me read from verse 13 to 16, and then we'll round up. Isaiah 42, verses 13 to 16. He says, the Lord will march forth like a mighty hero. Hallelujah. He will come out like a warrior full of fury. He will shout his battle cry and crush all his enemies. He will say, I've long been silent. Yes, I have restrained myself. But now, like a woman in labor, I will cry and groan and pant. I will level the mountains and hills and blight all the greenery. I will turn the rivers into dry land and will dry up all the pools. I will lead blind Israel down a new path. Isn't that what God has been saying? I'm taking you a new but, you know, he prefaces that by saying, the Lord, the warrior, is going ahead of you. Oh, my God. He says, I, you know, I've restrained myself, but now I cannot contain myself. God wants to move on your behalf. You and I, with our confidence in God, should be ready to step out after God. He says, I will lead, I will lead them blind Israel down a new path, guiding them along an unfamiliar way. I will brighten the darkness before them and smooth out the road ahead of them. Yes, indeed, I will do these things. I will not forsake them. I think I should go home at this point. God says, I, I will do these things. I will not forsake you. Amen? But remember what I said, that faith, as we cross the bridge, is both Confidence, confidence in the character of God, the nature of God, and confidence particularly in his unfailing love, in his faithfulness, a God that keeps his promise. But faith is also confident action, confident response. So when we say we have faith, what we're saying is we have confidence, but then we'll also respond. And what is the response, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, I've spent 10 minutes just explaining to you our confidence in God, in his unfailing love, in his faithfulness, a God who never fails, a God who never lies, a God who says, you know what, I'm talking about the new, but I'm not going to lead you. I'm, actually going, I'm not going to leave you. I'm actually going to lead you myself into it. So what is our response, ladies and gentlemen? And that's where I end because, you know, the faith walk, I call it a sandwich of gratitude. Our faith walk is a sandwich of gratitude. Let me explain. A lot of times when we talk about thanking God or gratitude to God, we wait for the event to have happened before we thank God. Isn't that true, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't that true, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, if you won't answer me, those of you online, will you answer me? Isn't that true, ladies and gentlemen? 
A lot of times when we talk about gratitude, thanking God, it's usually after the event, oh, see what God has done, see what God has done. But that is not the way of faith. The way of faith is that when God speaks, when God instructs, when you hear God, because of your confidence in God, the faith work always starts with gratitude first. Always start with gratitude. You first of all thank God because you know if God has said it, you know, I'm already, he's as good as done. Oh, I, I, I must read a scripture to you or some, some scriptures. Um, I think it's uh, Second Samuel. Let, let, let's look at Second Samuel, Second Samuel chapter seven. I think it is Second Samuel chapter seven. Hallelujah. Second Samuel chapter seven. Let me, let's read very quickly. He says in let me. A few verses. God says, now go and say to my servant David, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. I took you from tending sheep in the pasture and selected you to be the leader of my people Israel. I've been with you wherever you have gone and I've destroyed all your enemies before your eyes. Now I'll make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived. And I'll provide a homeland for my people Israel. You know, promises David a lot of things. He says, uh, evil nations won't oppress them as they've done in the past, starting from the time I appointed you. Furthermore, the Lord declares that he will make a house for you, a dynasty. Uh, for when you die and are buried with your ancestors, I'll raise up one of your descendants. And he goes on. He says in verse 14, I will be his father and will be my son. If he sins, remember, I will correct and discipline him with a rod like any father would. But my favor will not be taken from him. Again, talking about God's unfailing love and faithfulness. Will not be taken from him as I took it from Saul. You know, I always say to people, I would say, when I pray, I say, Lord, please let me not be like a Saul. Where the Bible says that because Saul did not have confidence in God, God removed him and replaced him. May God never replace you. May each one of us possess everything that is on God's heart for our, for, for our lives. He says, but my favor will not be taken from me as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from your side. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time, and your throne will be secure forever. That was the promise. Remember, faith is the bridge between the promise and the possession. So what does David do? What did David do, ladies and gentlemen? He says, David went in and sat before the Lord. And he says, who am I, O sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And now, sovereign Lord, in addition to everything else you speak of, giving your, your servant a, a lasting dynasty, do you deal with everyone this way, O sovereign Lord? What is David doing? David is saying, Lord, you, you're blowing my mind. I, you know, he hasn't entered into, ladies and gentlemen, but his first response because of his confidence in the word of God is gratitude to God. And that's what we must challenge ourselves with because our work of faith is incomplete if it is not sandwiched in gratitude. That's why I call it a, a sandwich of gratitude. We start off by thanking God because you believe God. We start off by thanking God because it's an active response to the unfailing love and the faithfulness of God. And then we walk with God, and guess what? The other side of the sandwich, I'm sure you know you eat your sandwich, uh, a piece of bread here. The other side of the sandwich is we end in gratitude as well. In between that is everything else. Our obedience to God. You know, time doesn't permit a, a, a number of things that, you know, if God 
if you knew, if we knew how much God loves us, part of our faith response to God should be loving God as well. That's why he seeks deeper intimacy in this new season. Ladies and gentlemen, please, if there's one thing you and I must purpose to do, is just respond to God in, in deeper intimacy. You know, Songs of Solomon that we read a lot during Pursuit of God, uh, chapter 2, verse 13. Towards the end, it says, it says, my beloved, come with me to a higher place. This is God inviting us himself. Part of our faith work is responding reciprocally. In, in, uh, what's the right word, cheese? Um, Receive, yeah, that word, yeah. <laughs> and you know, so, 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 so we respond uh, in, in, in diving into deeper intimacy with God. The psalmist says in Psalm 27, Psalm 27 verse 8, it says, I've heard you call and I'm responding. And then we respond by trusting God. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't trust God, you can't cross the bridge. You know, you can be looking at the promise and the earth, but if you don't trust God, if your confidence in God does not, d- does not display itself in trusting God, then we can't cross the bridge. The Bible says in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that we know, this is our confidence, that everything always works together for our good. We respond to God with obedience. We do whatever it is that he asks us to do. But then remember, and this is my focus today, we start with gratitude, we end with gratitude. We start by thanking God, appreciating the fact that he would even be mindful of you and I. You know, so many things to be grateful for, ladies and gentlemen. When, when the choir was singing, we are standing here only because, only because you made a way. How many people believe that? We're start, we haven't crossed to possess. Some people have started. But the fact that we're standing here is only because of the grace of God. And then as we journey, and I prophesy over every single one of you at home, all over the world, those of you that are here, every single one of you will possess God's plans for your lives, God's plans for our families. We will possess God's plans for this, for this church. You know, I, I, was, I was praying, well, I'm sure we've all been praying, about, about uh, the new place that God will take us in terms of physical location. And I was praying one day, and God was just reminding me that, <laughs> have you forgotten? I led you to North Acton. I led you to, I led, you know, God was just reminding me. I said, Lord, you know, I just started thanking God. When we get there, we will thank God as well. Every single one of you will possess God's plans and purposes. I, I want to end, ladies and gentlemen, with... Just to encourage us, you know, yesterday, um, um, for, the, for those of you who know, my wife does uh, this thing on Instagram, Hangout Cafe, and um, yesterday she had as her guest barrister a, a young lady that just blew my mind. I, I, when it was going on, I was overhearing some of the conversation, so after it finished, um, I went and said, you know, how is it, you know? And then she sent me the video. She actually sat down for an hour and watched this awesome video, ladies and gentlemen. If you can, please watch. Very quickly, what's the story? She's 21 years old. And from the age of 13, because she was born into a poor family, very poor family. Her father a driver, her, 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 her mother a hawker, as in hawking on the streets of Lagos. 
and then part-time job as a nanny. Born into a very poor family. From the age of 13, she said she had dreams, she had aspirations. She wanted to be, you know, some, she, she, she wanted to make her life something, I paraphrase. And then because she knew that her circumstances did not speak positively into what she was believing, she started to, she calls herself a, a hustler. She started to hustle from the age of 13. From the age of 13, ladies and gentlemen, she, she was going out selling things in the market, selling things on the road and all that. But the one that, has blew, that blew everybody's mind of recent is that when you're just trying to make up money to go through school, because she would say her father, and you know, she, she really spoke highly about her father, that her father you know, would say, you know, I will do anything to get you there. And then she would look at him and say, you driver, see how much you're making. When she went into university or she was about to go into university, her father gave her 2,500 naira in Nigerian currency. I don't, you know, don't even try to compute it in your mind, you know, how, how much that is. So guess what? In all that she was doing, she was toiling, serving, um, you know, hawking, and then the last one is that she, just because she wanted to make money to buy books to go to school, she started to go to a building construction site, and she was carrying cement and sand on her head. A young girl, I, would, I wish there was somebody I could use to describe, you know, very skinny girl. But she said something, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I was listening for over an hour, I was writing down. She said there were times she would say, Lord, how long, how long do I have to toil in order to be able to get to the place that I can see my dreams? He says, how long, God? Then she'll say, Lord, I don't understand, but I trust you. And, you know, she would encourage herself in the Lord like David, and she'd go about doing what she was doing. And then one day, somebody please say one day. At least you can say one day. One day. That's what we're celebrating in her life now. Because the video of her carrying sand and cement, just being faithful, trusting God. Lord, how long? How long, Lord? How long, Lord? The video went viral. Now she's a celebrity. Because people from all over, the government have given her full scholarship to go through university. Um, you, no, so I, I, I'm sure I haven't done a good job. You know, I, you should watch. The, I'm sure some of you uh, that are listening or here were there yesterday. You should watch and listen to. I've just paraphrased in one minute a life story. The girl is just 21 years old. You should hear her faith, her confidence in God. And ladies and gentlemen, she has only just started. She has only just stepped on the bridge to possess the plans and promises of God. May you step on that bridge by faith. But then today, we start with gratitude. That God has even brought us to this place. That God has spoken his word of promise. That you're alive to start to walk, to take possession. We start by thanking God. I, um, I, uh, over the last week or two, we have um, been trying to tidy up the house, you know, Craig clearing out a lot of junk. So we've been working on the, on the, on, on the study. And, you know, I was saying to my wife, you know, you won't imagine how, how much junk you accumulate in the house for long periods. Anyway, so we're clearing the study, getting rid of bits of paper. And then a few days ago, I came across <laughs> some papers, some letters 
from way back in 2014 or so. 20, 10, I can't remember the exact time. Guess what those papers, I'm sure some of you can guess. They were belief letters. You know, red, you know, they always paint them in red, red. Red belief letters. A lot of them. And, you know, it was one of the darkest times of our lives in terms of struggle. Where some of you might remember, I shared a story when the children were about to go to secondary school. And my son, you know, there were two choices. And he said, he said to us, he said, Dad, let's walk on water like Peter. Some of you will remember the story. So we started walking on water. But ladies and gentlemen, it was turbulent water, I would tell you. <laughs> because, because in those days, in those days um, you know, as the month is coming to an end, you get a red letter. If you don't pay the school fees, we'll withdraw the children from school. In fact, oh, I shouldn't say this, Baba Mao. You know, no, okay, I shouldn't say. <laughs> Should I say I, I knew you would say, I, I, I knew you would say. Do, do you know, d- d- during that time, that my, my wife, you know, they, they say when a woman has a m- m- monthly, um, what you call it, that, you know, they, they, they can have certain symptoms and all that. But there was a different monthly thing. Because once it was getting to the end of the month, you know, my wife would go sick. You know, she'd be sick. She'd be sick because she knew a letter was going to come to say, you haven't paid the school fees, you haven't done that. So we saw the red letters, the bailiff's letter. Guess what? Do you know, I just started thanking God. Because even though the waters were turbulent, guess what? I am standing here because he has made a way. You are standing here because he has made a way. Ladies and gentlemen, can I say to you, can I say to you, the same God that has brought you here is the one that will escort you into the new. You will possess everything that God has planned for you, my brothers and my sisters. You know, for the last few days, for the last few days, the song that has been on my heart is, the song says, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All of my days have been held in your hands. From the moment I wake up, can you beat that, ladies and gentlemen, to when I lay my head. He says, your goodness, your goodness always surrounds me. Is that your testimony, ladies and gentlemen? Please, can, can somebody help me? Can, can you help me? That's how we start the journey, with gratitude. Can somebody just, just begin to bless God? It's Thanksgiving Sunday. May Thanksgiving never cease from your lips in the mighty name. The moment I wake up. Till I lay my head. Ah, Lord. I will sing of the goodness yes, yes. of God my for all my life. In all my life you have been The faithfulness of God. Never forget, ladies and gentlemen. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath. With every breath. And he says, I love you, Lord. I love your voice. I love your voice. Lord, you have led me through the fire. Only God, only God. In darkest nights, you are close like no other. I've known you as a 
father, oh God. I also know you as my friend. I have known you as a friend. I have lived in the goodness, in the goodness of God. Can somebody declare all of my life. Samuel chapter 7 the Israelites the children of promise in the same way that you and I are the children of promise they were being oppressed by their enemies trying to stop them from entering into the plans and purposes of God the Bible says that the Philistines were harassing them and, and, and all that but then God spoke through his servant Samuel in the same way that God has spoken to us very clearly that is doing a new thing. God, God spoke to, to Samuel and Samuel says to them, you know, guys, if you are serious with God, you will see God like never before. I paraphrase. He says, come back to God. Return to God with all of your heart. Chase after God because God is chasing after you. And you will see God like never before. First Samuel chapter 7, he says in verse 10, just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, we will sacrifice a burnt offering of thanksgiving this morning, ladies and gentlemen. He says, just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines arrived to attack Israel because they're waiting to attack because they know you're going to enter to possess. But listen to what the Bible says. He says, but the Lord spoke with a mighty voice of thunder from heaven that day, and the Philistines were thrown into such confusion that the Israelites defeated them. The men of Israel chased them from Mizpah to a place below Bethlehem. 
Ezekiel, slaughtering them all day long. We chased Halifax and, and anyway, yeah. And, and verse 12 says, Samuel then took a large stone and placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Jesh, Jeshana. He named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. For he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. Up till this point, ladies and gentlemen, God has helped us. God has been good to you. But guess what? He hasn't finished with you. Let me read one last scripture. Jeremiah 29. That's the word of God that has been speaking to us. In the message translation, this is God's word on the subject from verse 10. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before, I'll show up and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future, future hope that you hope for. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree. I'll turn things around for you. I'll bring you back from all the countries into which I drove you. God's decree. I'll bring you home to the place from which I sent you off into exile. And then he ends, you can count on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you can count on God. And the evidence or your response this morning is let's start before we enter by burning the sacrifice of thanksgiving. How many people just want to, to just thank God and glorify God and, and, and just say, Lord, my confidence in you, I can count on you because you'll take me into that place. Let's bow our heads. Do you know, even as we align our hearts with the heart of God, we align our hearts to the voice of God, we've heard the voice of God. Let's begin to thank God. Remember the song, His goodness has been chasing after us, following us. It's the goodness of God that has brought us to this point. And it's that same goodness that will take us into the place of promise, into the new. So just start to honor God in your heart. Start to magnify God in your heart. Start to say to God, I have confidence in you. And you know, as we're doing that, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, whether you're here, whether you're at home, you're saying, you know, I've heard the voice of God. This God that is full of unfailing love and faithfulness. You know, my brother, my sister, if you don't already have a relationship with God, let me tell you that God already started loving you even from when you were born. That's just the nature of God. But then he wants you to respond in love as well. He wants you to, to be, become, he wants to become your father and you to become his son and, and daughter. And this morning, as we just start to burn our sacrifice of thanksgiving, if you haven't surrendered your life to God, this is the opportunity to do so. The Bible says God knocks on the door of our hearts. God is the one that chases after us. Appropriate response, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already done this, is to just surrender your, your life to a God that loves you unfailingly, unconditionally, a faithful God. And if that's you and you want to do that, if you're here in church, you haven't surrendered your life before, you can just simply raise your hand 
and, and the ushers will, will uh, drop a card in your hands. Oh, I, I, oh, I, I'm, I'm sure you can also follow the prompts online. If you're watching from home, if you look into your chat box, um, again, the host would have dropped a message asking if you'd like to surrender your life to, to, to Christ. And if you want to, and I pray that you will do so, so you can enjoy the unfailing love and faithfulness of God. If you just click on that link, it'll come up with, with, with a form as well. Um, first of all, it will show your hand that is raised that you are giving your life to Jesus. You are coming into this relationship with him. And I pray that you will do that. I pray you will press that button and raise your hand. I pray that you will allow God to lead you into your own land so that you can possess everything that God has for you. And so, Father, we thank you today. As we cross into the second half of this year, 2021, this year of promise, this year of the new, Lord, we want to say we put our confidence in you. And we respond to you with hearts of gratitude as we sacrifice our burnt offerings even before we possess. Let it be pleasing to you, O God. Your word says that thanksgiving is a sacrifice that honors you. And we honor you today, O God, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, 